What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. As always, I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. And we're out here getting this done. Coach KG was sick for the start of the week. We had to put off filming a little bit later in the week, and we were debating, like, should we just do it on audio? What should we do? And we're like, no, when we do something, we do it all the way right. So Kyle made sure to get healthy just so he could record this for you. So if you appreciate that, make sure that you leave us a review, share this podcast with a friend. Anything you can do to help us really means the world because we really do this just to help people become fitter, healthier, and happier. And that's why at the end of the day, we have no ads on this podcast. The only thing you'll hear us talk about is our coaching. We get approached by all these different companies offering us a lot of money to talk about things that we don't believe in. And we refuse to do that because at the end of the day, we just want this to be the raw truth of what we know works, what will guarantee your results, and what will take you to the next level. And to really just avoid all the nonsense. There's too much nonsense out there right now in the fitness industry, the health industry, the nutrition industry. Everyone's trying to sell something to you, take advantage of your desire to get results quickly. But instead, we're going to show you how to do it right. So if you appreciate that, once again, you can leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. I've been loving seeing the reviews pour in. And I even saw someone left a review saying, I finally figured out how to do it. So thank you uh, to every single one of you that does do that. And if you don't have time to leave a review, if you've already done it, share this episode, your story, share it with a friend, help us grow. It would mean the world. It'll take two seconds. But now let's jump into the episode and we will start it off with Mr. Kyle's quote. Yeah, so my quote is a little different. Josh has an incredible mindset one. And as I was typing the caption for one of our most recent Instagram posts, you know, grocery store hacks, as I was in Target, I was thinking nutrition is such a complex thing. And especially when it comes down to it, you know what, I'm going to jump into my quote first and then I'll explain it after. But my quote is, if a food is in possession or located in your residence, either you, someone you love, or someone you marginally tolerate will eventually eat it. And that's from John Brardy, who is the founder, CEO of Precision Nutrition, an amazing nutrition course for coaches and everything. But I just thought it was so powerful because I was thinking, I'm like, as I was typing this post, I'm like, what is one of the most common mistakes a lot of people do and what just kind of leads to a lot of people struggling? It's bringing garbage into the house. It's having it around. It's just kind of willpower is so finite, right? Like, and it's just every single time we're like walking past a cupboard, like, should I grab it? Like, you know, what should I do? Like, you know, it's there, you know, it's there, right? And I came across another kind of like a study that said, and I'll read it here, a 2006 study done um, where there were two jars that were placed on the desks of secretaries. One was clear and one was covered up. The secretary that could see the Hershey Kisses ate 71% more than the one who couldn't see it, right? So obviously there's the thing like, where it's like there and you can fully see it, you're going to probably grab it. You're probably going to eat it. But then also at the same time, I do believe if it's there, you'll probably want it as well. But it's just a good reminder that, you know, keep the stuff away from your house if possible, you know, bring healthy, whole, nutritious foods in. I know I'm jumping off into some nutritional tips here right away off the beginning. But, you know, if you do struggle with this, it's a good reminder, bring in stuff that really adds value and you're going to definitely succeed and it's going to be a lot easier on your fitness journey. I'm a big believer in this and all the time I'll get like all this stuff, Easter's coming up, it's a great example, a bunch of people are gonna give you random chocolates, some you want, some you don't want, and even me, I'm like, I don't need a huge bag of mini eggs, I'm just gonna be tempted to eat the whole thing, and instead, like, I like to buy a really small pack of something, or have one or two, or have it while I'm out, and not need 
to have it in my house because I know if it's here, it's just so easy to be like, oh, we have it. Like, we'll have it later. It'll be a time we want chocolate next year or something like that. But you got to be honest with yourself. If you're someone who doesn't have that level of willpower, I know some people can have like a whole myriad of the craziest, most like delicious foods around them and be totally fine like partitioning it. But if you're someone who just loves it, you love to grab little things, sometimes it's better to give it away. And even like Kyle said, you got to be careful who you give it to because you want to give it to someone who's going to hurt them. If it's someone who's already struggling with their fitness and health and you go, hey, I got you more chocolate. But a good example is bring things into work so everyone can enjoy a little bit of it, getting it out of the house, bringing it to like families with kids who can have a moderate amount of it. And it's a good way to kind of just be aware and really take account of how much do I need in my house, being honest with yourself and really limiting yourself with that. And I know as Easter comes up, this is a good reminder for everyone. And I think another incredible reminder is to remind yourself that the first few bites will taste the same as the rest, especially with chocolate. It's delicious, but there's a reason when you have a few bites of it, it's delicious, it tastes great. But when you have a ton of it, you feel sick, it doesn't feel right, and that's because it is very rich. So you wanna make sure you're being honest with yourself with that, and I think that's a great reminder leading into Easter. Now for my quote, it's a little bit of an intense one. It's from David Goggins, so what can you expect? But I really loved it. What he said was, it's so easy to be great nowadays because most of the world is weak. And I don't say this to put down most of the world or to have some kind of superiority complex, but I do truly believe that it's being accepted more and more just to to be average, to do the bare minimum, to have no expectation of yourself, to not challenge yourself. And statistics come out more and more about how over half the world now, I believe, is obese, especially in developing nations, which is crazy to see that we have all these resources, all this ability, and it's sad to see people essentially hurting themselves and ruining their own body. And for us, I think it's just so easy to say, all five of my friends are super overweight, they're super unhealthy, they just party all the time, like I only I do a little bit, so I'm totally cool, but don't compare yourself to someone you don't wanna be. Compare yourself to people above you, and that's where these crazy people like David Goggins or these people that, like top athletes that have a superior willpower, if we're saying I wanna be more like that and that's what we aim to achieve, or not necessarily achieve, but be inspired by, it's gonna cause us to do more, and instead we don't wanna just settle in for what everyone else is doing, even rereading the 10X rule, his whole thing is not to accept being average and instead to be exceptional because every person deserves to be exceptional. Even Socrates himself has a quote that every man can, one of the biggest disservices a man can do is not reach their athletic potential and know what that feels like. Being strong, realizing what you're capable of, doing things you never thought you could is one of the best feelings in the world. And that comes from struggle and you need to embrace that and accept that and challenge yourself with it. Challenge is not a bad thing. It's something that's being made out more and more to be horrible, to be hard. And immediately people will, if you say you're going to the gym instead of doing something else, people will make funny and be like, why aren't you coming to happy hour, this and that. But at the end of the day, it's amazing how habits that are negative for us are praised up, like watching 10 hours of Netflix, like, wow, you relax so great, eating horrible, doing all these things. But instead, when people want to work themselves, oftentimes you'll get like berated for it, which isn't fair at all. And that's why it's really important for you. You have that desire to be great. You compare yourself to what you're capable of. You challenge yourself. And as you start to get better and better, you'll realize like, wow, I have no ceiling. I can do great things. And that's a powerful thing too, to not be a victim to your own circumstance and to be in control of your fitness, your health, and all these other crazy, amazing factors. That was so well said. And it's pretty applicable because as I'm reading uh, a book by Ryan Holiday that Josh just, uh, you know, he's been giving me a lot of good books lately, but it's, uh, what is it? Discipline is destiny or something like that. Um, I believe that's what it's called. And he was just even saying like in the olden days, like in just in the past, like, you know, just 
a full day and just like everything you would do would just be like straight hustling. Like, you know, you have a project, you sit down, you don't move until it's done. But nowadays I just feel like it's so easy. Just like you sit down, you're a little uncomfortable and you're like, ah, whatever, I'll finish it later. And it's just, you know, there's so many things. You're a little bit tired. Oh, that's okay. Like it's fine. And it's just, it's a good reminder, like not to, you know, stress yourself out, not to like, you know, just do anything that's like, gonna get you injured or anything but at the same time just like really ask yourself like am I just like kind of going along the lines of like what everyone says you should be doing and you know just getting a little bit too uncomfortable like even like Josh said like I I follow uh Cameron Haynes who is like another guy who you know David Goggins runs with does some crazy things with and I just checked Instagram yesterday and you know he just went on a 12 hour run he did 100 uh, kilometers in a day with just this other ultra marathon runner and I'm sitting there of course I was a little sick and you know I felt a little lazy there I was just like man like and those are the people you need to look up to like there's like the population where it's like everyone's kind of just taking it easy chilling and then you see these people who are like actually putting in work who are actually putting in full days who say they're going to do something and do it and you got to look up to those people that's kind of who I'm personally following that's why I have that mindset and that's why I feel like anytime something hard pops up I'm kind of like okay well I've done this before like I can I can put in that work I can show up I can stay the course just a good friendly reminder you know just to have that unbreakable mindset and yeah just keep keep rolling with that as humans, we're motivated by greatness. If you look back at the people who are most inspiring, it's because they were great. It's because they did that hard thing. They persevered in the face of challenge. No one remembers someone because there's like, oh, I remember Kyle. He was super average. He had a really average job. He lived an average life. He never did anything that exceptional, but that was Kyle. Like, it's it's a tough thing to read. And like, that was in the book. And I was like, wow, I love that. Even imagine a marketing. If uh, our online coaching, if we said, hey, our online coaching, it's average process. We give you average interaction and you can expect average results. Like no one wants that. And to settle down for that in ourselves, I think a lot of that comes down to fear of inability to succeed and fear of failure and being like, I've tried before, but I haven't done it. But at the end of the day, like it's okay to fail and failure is what will help you learn lessons. And myself more and more, I've been really loving failure because I find it's an opportunity for me to think about it and to become better for the future. And these are just tools we have for the rest of our life. So that's that's our big push there. And that's something I really want everyone to think about. And that's why I found that quote to be incredibly inspiring and powerful. And I was glad to share that with everyone today. But now we're gonna go ahead and jump into our thoughts of the week. So one of my favorite things that I loved uh, was in uh, my book, the same book, he said that he stays motivated because he always gives himself new reasons to keep showing up. And I do the same thing for the gym. It's hard just to go to the gym, do the same workout, the same time on the same machines with the same weights. But instead, when you're like, I got strength goals, I wanna be able to get to 10 pull-ups. I can only do eight, but I'm gonna get to 10. That's giving you reason, excitement to get out to the gym. Just the same, even if you're like, I wanna be able to fit into this particular outfit, or I wanna fit in my suit again, that's gonna motivate you to get out there and get after it. If you wanna compete in a powerlifting, a physique show, a bikini show, whatever it is, those are more reasons. Having a friend to show up at the gym, even our buddy Cam came to work with us today and he was really incredibly inspired. And we said back in the day, if you have a hard time getting to the gym, pretend you're meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger there and that he's gonna be there and you need to be on time and you gotta show up for him. And if you do that for yourself, that's gonna continue to ripple and be powerful. So even for me, the more you can have excitement towards the journey, makes it a hundred times easier. Whereas if you dread it, you're miserable about it, you don't make it exciting, you're doing yourself a big disservice. Yeah, that was very, very well said. And uh, the thing that I wanted to mainly kind of talk about, especially just coming off of the sickness is just that like, first of all, it's so 
great to feel grateful to just be able to move to feel healthy to you know just never take advantage of that never take that for granted and it's a good reminder i think anytime we have like maybe an injury a setback a sickness whatever it's like going forward it's like holy i will never like when i'm feeling a bit sore and i need to make it to the gym i will never sit there and just be like oh i don't want to do it cuz i'm like thinking back to just how crappy i felt but the main thing past the gratefulness and gratitude of just like having the energy back is just the thought process as i was sitting there i've done a lot of reflecting right i just the fact that there's so many people out there who just you know they're not necessarily sick but day to day they feel the way that i felt and what i mean by that is just low energy your body's sore and your body's weak as well and you're not filling yourself up with nutritious foods right I, i had a hard time eating i wasn't able to properly get the food that i wanted to but you know a sickness aside there's just such a horrible feeling even myself i had one day where i got 6,000 steps i was like holy this is nothing right obviously my normal is well well higher than that but it's just a good reminder to just every single day treat your body with respect like to you know do everything you can to feel your absolute best and like those things that i'd mentioned the low energy the kind of lower quality foods you know the poor sleep like just take every single one of those things even just being strong like i couldn't the the feeling of just feeling weak my dog pulling me and me just kind of being like oh that actually kind of hurt versus day to day if something happens i'm like i'm unstoppable like i feel absolutely unstoppable 99.9% of the time aside from sickness because i'm so focused on my consistent habits my high quality food my great workouts getting stronger doing my cardio and it's just a good reminder you follow those fundamentals like those four to five things that i listed you're going to be a beast you know at the end of the day just every like i never want to feel like i'm getting weaker like it's just a never again it's just a good reminder focus on getting stronger become a beast and you'll feel like a beast every single day awesome and the last thing i want to share i was reading an article about someone who's been training now over 20 years and how they hired a coach and it was the best thing they've ever done and they wish they did it earlier and i just love the write-up they had about this so they had said hiring a fitness coach is no longer just a luxury item for elite athletes or well-off corporate ceos it's a necessity every man or woman committed to improving their health should invest in so even us people always say what do you do for a living we'll tell them we have our podcast we have our youtube we do online fitness coaching we love working one-on-one and helping people achieve transformations via the internet and via the tools we've made and people say that's incredible did you start that in the pandemic and we'll say no we've been doing this just about 10 years now we've been building and it so just happens that it really coincided with the pandemic and we're really delighted that we have the ability to do this one-on-one online with incredible individuals over the world and that's the reason we've generated over 3,000 transformations and it's awesome to see that this is becoming more accepted and more of a norm and more people are getting coaches because we really looked at everything we said how can we bring this to everyone early on and make sure it's something people can get one-on-one and that's why it's fantastic to have some clients now over five years that i've been continuing to help that have leveled up to do things they never thought they could to have people come into the program just wanting to lose a little bit of weight to winning physique competitions to winning powerlifting shows to being leaders in their gym to going off and doing their own incredible things with fitness and it's just been absolutely fantastic and i love this article because i thought it was so well put he had said that for the price of one or two nights on the town you can have your own dedicated coach work one-on-one with a specialist and see the results you've always dreamed of and there's a reason we talk about our coaching we try to mention it every episode at least once because we are so passionate about it and we love getting new faces in the program someone who 
just means struggling no matter with what they have. And to be able to work with them one-on-one, show that personal level of care and get them the results they've always dreamed of because you deserve to be fit, healthy, and happy. It's so easy to put the rest of the world before you, to put you the work you before you, the family you before you, the person who's just trying to save enough money before you. But at the end of the day, if you're not investing in your health, if you're not investing in your wellness, if you're not leveling up and moving forward, you're moving backwards and you're gonna get to a point where you don't feel good, like Kyle said, where things are just the weight of life is gonna weigh on you. You're gonna feel overweight. You're gonna feel lethargic. You're gonna feel deprived of energy. You're not gonna be able to do the things you wanna do with your kids or your friends or see your travels later in life. And you gotta ask yourself what you're working so hard for if you don't have the physique for it. So we wanna give you an incredible opportunity to work with me and Kyle one-on-one at a special discounted rate. And all you have to do to learn more is DM us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, saying the keyword lean. We wanna help you get a lean body, remove unwanted fat, add more muscle, rejuvenate your energy, and show you the secrets to getting fitter faster and in a more sustainable and healthy way. And the biggest thing is just like feeling your absolute best. Like we, we've had a lot of applications lately, you know, straight up people who just want to try on their outfits, want to wear it, want to look great, want to feel amazing. Just kind of similar to what I was talking about, about just like being sick as well. And just like feeling your best day to day, like have that energy, but like just be able to do that every single day, like energy, confidence, self-esteem, like every part of your life, just feeling amazing you know even just all the amazing new parents that have signed up who say i want to keep up with my kids like we want you to have it all and we we don't want it to just be something that you have for a little bit but for the rest of your life so we will absolutely take care of you there yeah once again you can go ahead and dm us lean on instagram at clossfit c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s-f-i-t once again this isn't for the most elite of the elite we've worked hard to make this affordable and doable for every person who's serious enough to invest in themselves to see change and we can promise and guarantee your results so you have nothing to lose once again you can dm us lean to instagram at colossus fit c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s-f-i-t we got just over fifty thousand uh, instagram followers in case you're wondering which page is ours we know we have an old page that can confuse someone recently so i want to make sure everyone's at the right page uh, but now this is a perfect segue into our client shout out someone who reached out who had a goal who saw fantastic change let's hear more about it kyle yeah, so we are shouting out uh, Carlos, who worked with Coach Kristen, did some incredible things. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see the photo on the screen here, and you can also see the tips here, which I'm going to jump into. Uh, make sure to you know check out our YouTube channel, and you know I highly encourage you because you can see us talking, you can see the emotions, the smiles, the all that great stuff. And uh, yeah, so Carlos, uh, his biggest tip was don't strive for perfection, strive for consistency. And I mean, I love it. I love when we ask uh, our clients for the tips, and they're all things that we've preached. They're all things that we've said and, you know, we, we know it's tried and true. But what I really liked was like number two, he had said, fall in love with the process just as much as the outcome. And I think so many people as we're gearing up for summer, vacations, trips, all that other stuff, like the only thing they're focused on is is that final outcome, that final destination, the trip, the photos. And you know, once again, having that motivation is one of the greatest things. But at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying the process, if you're not finding ways to, you know, incorporate cardio, enjoy it a little bit more and just, you know, seeking that day-to-day like progress and success and enjoying the results and, you know, having fun with your friends at the gym and, you know, just doing all that great stuff. Like 
like it's going to be so hard to succeed on those really kind of demotivated days or the days where like maybe the scale jumped up and you're like, ah, I'm struggling to stay the course or the weekend or whatever it is. So I love that tip. Just wanted to share that with you. And as a friendly reminder, if you are watching on YouTube, comment down below gains. That'll just let us know you're watching. That'll help support the algorithm to get this out to more people. We appreciate every one of you. Comment gains. And uh, yeah, that's all we got for the client shout out for this week. Awesome, now let's go ahead and jump into our mailbag. We got some really exciting questions today and we're gonna kick it off with number one, which is how can I know if I'm training hard enough? And I love this question because I'm gonna be honest, there's a really good chance you are not training hard enough. It's so easy, even to my point of comparing yourself to other people, a lot of people in gyms, especially most gyms are not super into it, really challenge themselves to their potential. They're in there to get it done, get it over with and get out. And once again, you don't wanna be comparing yourself there. Instead, you wanna to aim to get better and improve. And I'm not saying you'd be in there being an absolute savage, training for hours on end, lifting the craziest amounts of weight. Like, especially if you have a life, you got other things going on and that's not your number one priority. It's a huge priority. That's important as well, but it's important you make the most of your time in there. You can go in there for an hour, do a gazillion exercises, not challenge yourself at all and not get much from it. Whereas someone could go in there for 40 minutes with perfect intention, using weights that challenge them with a great workout structure with a coach, and they're gonna see way better results than that first individual. So a good tool to know if you're training hard enough, on most of your sets, we like to use an RIR scale, so it stands for reps and reserve. So if I told you to pick up a barbell and do some squats, and I said, okay, let's go, you gotta go till you only have one left in the tank. You do it and you probably stop and there'd be a good chance you'd have 10 more. Then if Kyle came over with a gun and said, you gotta go till you have one in the tank, you'd probably do those nine more reps and be like, okay, that's it, that's one in the tank. And that's when you can kind of realize. So I always like that attitude. I know it's a little bit intense, gun to the head, but you gotta be honest. Instead of just like, eh, I think I got one more. If you actually could do six, that's no good at all. And that's why failure can be a good tool here and there, especially on the accessory movements. With squats, you'll pretty much know when you're really close to failure. And it's important you kind of get near that threshold so you know what you're capable of. New lifters in general will think they're near failure and they won't really have a understanding of what that is. Whereas myself, I will rarely fail because I have such a high level understanding of what that is. You gotta consider working out five times a week for over 10 years, there's a good chance I know my limits, my body, what I can do, what I can't do, powerlifting experience, and that's something that comes with time. But a good tool is if you're doing each set, it should be at least an eight out of a 10, maybe a nine out of 10. That's a good rule for most of your sets. And as long as you're in and around that ability, and if you're not sure, try upping that weight. If you can up that weight and still hit the reps, do it again. A lot of people make the mistake where they'll do a set, they'll need to do eight reps, they'll have like 20 pounds or something, and they'll be like, oh, I can probably do 10 more. And they'll be like, ah, I already have this weight, I'll just finish my two other sets. Next week, I'll deal with it. The next week, they'll grab the same 20 pounds. Instead, after that first set, be like, that was way too easy, that was a warm up, if anything, go grab the 30s. You do the 30s, it's still a little bit light, grab 35s, that's right, do your three sets there. Yes, this is gonna take a little bit more time, but this should only really be happening at the start of your routine. Now into next week, you'll know immediately, I need to use those 35s. And a good tool for this, especially if you're new to the gym and you've never done this, is to actually track your weights. You can do this on the Notes app on your phone, you can do this on a literal notepad, or you can go ahead and use an app. The two I hear the most, I've used Rep Count, I like that, it's free, and then I believe the other app is Strong, is that correct? Yeah. Strong, I've heard really good things from, shout out to my client Jeremy, I know he's really big on it, and he does a really great job finding and using incredible resources, so I'll trust him with that one, and I'll make that recommendation. So tracking your weights is a great way to make sure each week you're challenging yourself to do more. Another great tool to know if you're training hard enough is, is your intention there? 
Are you there just to chat people to go on Instagram? Are you on your phone during the sets? Or are you actually there to work out? Are you pushing yourself? Are you working on your breathing? Are you being honest with the weights you're using? If you're doing these things and you're making an effort, there is a chance you're training hard enough. You can always train harder, but just the same, people make the mistake of thinking they're training hard and they're actually training worse. Even when we bring new people to the gym all the time, they'll get bored working out with me and Kyle. They'll be like, why are we resting so much? And me and Kyle will be resting like 90 seconds in between sets because even today I'm doing skull crushers with 100 pounds. It's a little bit heavier and I need time for my body to recover. I need to let everything reset. And about 90 seconds was good for me on that movement. Whereas my friend was using 20, a really light weight. He has more elasticity at that weight and he does a set and then he wants to go again in 20 seconds. So don't get fooled by needing to always do things. It's better you do the right weight, you challenge yourself, you get near failure, you achieve the hypertrophy you want from that movement, you take a rest and then reset. It's not about doing more, it's about doing less better. And that's the case 99% of the time. So I wanna take more of an abstract answer to that. And those are my responses. I'm sure Kyle has some really exciting ones as well. Honestly, those tips were phenomenal. Everything that I was thinking of, but I, I want to take a bit of a different approach and listen uh, and list out things that you should avoid doing because this is where so many people put their focus. Nobody will be out there tracking their weights like Josh mentioned, you know, uh, doing an RIR principle, reps and reserve, like doing all these things, you know, being intentional, but they're going to be focused on how sore they are, how much they're sweating and just like kind of like doing supersets like crazy, you know, just like Josh said, resting 20 seconds, doing all this stuff. Like these things do not dictate whether you've had a good workout. Yes, you've got some movement in, but at the end of the day, like even just sweat is, you know, I was talking to one of my clients the other day about a shout out to Vanessa. And I was just saying like, that's not necessarily an indicator of like whether you worked hard, right? Like everyone's body temperature is so different. It's so unique. Like, you know, on an upper body day, I'm de definitely not sweating. And that doesn't mean I didn't work hard enough. Like my muscles have been fatigued. I've pushed hard, you know, even soreness, usually comes from doing something that is unique is different you know you just add in a different exercise you may be sore for days you haven't done legs in two weeks okay cool you're going to be sore when you do legs again so really avoid like these things focus on like on on what josh had mentioned but where i have a big struggle with a lot of these online workouts and these things that like people have created is they'll have these random things like three sets of 10 throughout everything no one says how many reps to leave in the tank no one says what type of intensity to push no one does any of that stuff and the next thing you know you know we've been personal trainers we did it in person for so many years we've seen so many people we say hey you know give me a couple more they say i can't do it i can't push meanwhile they have five to seven reps left in the tank so that's a really good indicator focus on that i guarantee guarantee your results will accelerate as long as you are follow, following a structured program, which of course we can always take care of for you. And something we use for our clients with their routines, obviously it's a lot better. You know, you're training well when you have a coach who determines your set amount of volume, what you can handle is aware of principles like MED, MRV, like more complicated things when programming. But at the same time, one of my favorite metrics, and I have all my clients do this, is after each workout on our spreadsheet, I'll have them record their workout intensity between a one and a 10. And oftentimes they'll say, what does this mean? Does it mean how crazy it was, how out of breath I was? I said, no. The workout intensity is what you would score that workout at the end of the day. Each of us have our own scales. I have clients that'll put 10 to 13, you'll say, but it's one to 10. That's their scale, that's what works for them, that's okay. As long as it's your scale, other people are crazy honest. They'll be like, I've never done a 10 in my life, I don't know what that's like, but I'm crushing sixes. And then if I start seeing them do fours, we gotta wonder, why is that coming down? Then they'll hit a seven, I'll know they've crushed it. For me personally, I always aim for a 10. To me, a 10 is I went in there with intention, 
I was focused, maybe I wasn't perfect. I did the weights I needed to do. I brought my just full best self to that workout. I challenged myself, I got better. I did what I needed to do. That's a 10. The days where I end up talking a little bit too much, I need to leave early, I skimp out on a weight I know I could do, I cheat myself a little bit. Those days maybe like a six, a seven. I can't say I ever give myself threes really unless it was like a 10 minute workout, but this scale at least gives me some metric to make sure I'm being aware and I'm grading myself. We love reflections and we love gradings and a good example of a grading is like weighing in in the morning. That's gonna say how heavy you are each day and that's why we also use that as a tool in our coaching and you'll notice too, we build out a lot of our coaching around these mechanisms of accountability where it's personal accountability and then when you pair that on top with me and Kyle being aware of it, looking through it and going, ah, what's going on with intensity this week? I noticed our average intensity is down from an eight to a five. Something's missing here, and then that's something we can solve out in the coaching. And even without a coach, this is something you could do after each workout. You can be aware, you can average out those numbers. Obviously, it's way easier when we have all the systems built, and that's another beautiful benefit of coaching. But these are things you can start to do to actually see if you're working out hard enough. Another good metric is, are you actually gaining muscle? Are you actually lifting heavier weights? Like Doing these reviews can be a good way to actually know if you are indeed training hard enough. All right, question number two, how can I improve my grip strength? I feel like I'm way more capable of lifting more, but my grip always goes out. So no, you are not alone. This muscle here, if you're on video, if you're YouTube gang, you'll know, you can see me doing it, but this is my forearm, I'm grabbing my forearm essentially. You can expect your little forearm muscles here to compare to your back or your legs. These are huge, massive muscle groups. And it's kind of unfair because yes, there are multiple muscles in any sub muscle like a forearm, but the back encompasses so many things. You have your rhomboids, you have your traps, you have your lats, you have all these incredible muscles that are being actively worked and they're super capable of lifting a ton of weight and it's common for that grip to give out. And I'll notice with newbies in particular, oftentimes their larger muscle groups will greatly outgrow their grip. And where people will go wrong in my opinion is they'll head out, easy solution, buy wraps or straps for their arms, always buckle in with those straps and they'll never give themselves the capacity to actually improve their grip strength as well as their hand strength. These are two very important things you need to work on. And it's easy also to go, oh, I'll just do those little hand squeezy things. That'll beast out my grip. But the truth is grip will come within time. And especially if you're a new lifter, you just got to be patient with it. The ways I really recommend accelerating grip strength are once again, not using crutches like straps. I'd really recommend keeping double overhand grip till you've been lifting for like at least six months to a year. Then you can do things like mixed grip. That's always going to help you hold on with deadlifts. You're not expected to do a double overhand lift with like 600 pounds. That'd be ridiculous. And these are tools you can use. So if you're wondering what I'm talking about, when people deadlift, most people grab the bar with their thumbs pointing towards each other and their palms in front of them pronated. So supinated is like if you're holding a can of soup. Instead, pronated is the other way when your palm is down. That's how most people grab the bar. Mixed grip for deadlifts in particular is one of the best things you can do is one hand will be supinated, one hand will be pronated. And this is where if you're watching YouTube, you get the actual visual example, which is awesome. So shout out to everyone who's on our YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to that, make sure you do that as well. The link is in the description of this episode. But that's mixed grip. That's going to help you lift more weights, more natural position. You can do other crazy things like hook grip. I don't really recommend messing around with any of that, but each person will do what they will. Instead, what I would recommend is really going heavy on your pull days. Getting really strong doing pulling movements is really gonna blow up your grip really, really quick. Another amazing thing you can do is after all your upper body days, just add in three sets of farmer's carries. This is a fantastic way to naturally get your grip up, 
to improve that. Another good tool I have is to make sure you're gripping the bar consistently with your whole hand and thumb around. People will cheat their grip, they'll only semi-grab it, they won't grab it tight enough. You really need to learn and get comfortable with actually grabbing a bar, what it feels like, knowing your capability, knowing when you give out. But the easiest thing I'd recommend are the farmer's carries and then you can add in a dead hang to uh, failure. That's when you just grab onto a bar like you're gonna do a pull-up hold it till you can't, and those will naturally start to get your grip up. But more than anything is patience. Just keep lifting and you'll find that will correct very, very quickly. Honestly, I'm so glad that Josh mentioned the patience thing because I feel like some people will walk into the gym, whether you've been there for a month, maybe a few months, like, I'll be honest, like sometimes it, it'll take years just to build up like that capacity to be able to lift like as much weight as, as you want to that, you know, until your I guess you could say your, your body gives out, but yeah, it's one of those things that so many people kind of, as Josh mentioned, they'll go out, they'll use chalk on every single thing. Like, you know, they, they, they rely on those things and it's a very important, you know, message because like, imagine you forget your straps one day. It's just like, no, it's just, it shouldn't be that way. Like I am so lucky and happy to say now that I can do any lift. I can do whatever and my grip is never an issue but it's because I've given myself that time I've been patient I've put in you know those thousand hours or whatever it is like just doing the same stuff over and over again and that's why even our programming is very focused like we love adding in so many back movements like first of all I do believe it it's one of the greatest muscles to be worked um, and so many incredible benefits posture all that great stuff but at the end of the day like just the more that you do it it's just the better that you get right so all the rows every single row that you do every single pull-up that you do every single lap pull down that that you do will just keep you getting better and better you know anytime you're just holding on to those weights it's practice it's practice it's practice and it'll give you some amazing benefits and you'll be an absolute beast all right last question for the day last but not least is how can i better recover from my workouts i find i'm always sore and never motivated to go to the gym what do you got kyle i know kyle's the recovery expert yeah i'm gonna start with some like the bigger picture like very important things i'm gonna start by saying sleep high quality food with solid protein and then also just a little bit of mobility slash deep tissue slash kind of stretching like kind of bubble that into a you know a subcategory there so first of all sleep so underrated a lot of people start by thinking that they need to be focused on like stretching go and get a massage all that other stuff but i would say sleep will always be number one most important thing make sure you're getting high quality good sleep that's just where your body recovers that's where your body you know just starts to replenish everything and you know even just the muscles uh, just get relaxed and everything um so you know sleep and then obviously nutrition like i think a lot of times people will just not really focus on this as well. And that's why I wanted to put these things like very important, like high above all the other things that people will list out there. I know there's so many different gimmicks and tools. And every time I go on Instagram, I'm having a hard time because there's some new thing that people are just promoting that will just help you either lose fat quicker or just with recovery. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, like, you know, just let's focus on the fundamentals first. And then the next one, um, I personally love my massage gun. I got it from Target. It's like a mini Hypervolt because um, my regular Hypervolt I bought years ago at the Arnold Fitness Expo unfortunately broke. Josh has a Theragun. Um, and I personally think that along with my lacrosse ball, I roll out my feet, my glutes. I'll usually use it against my back and then do like one or two little mini stretching sessions within the week. Um, uh, and those are my big staples. Like I don't want to give 
20 different things to focus on. I feel like if you do those three, you're going to be in a really solid spot above all. And that's it for recovery. You don't need to make this some crazy complex thing. Once again, being patient with yourself, I find too, it's easy to get down on yourself because you're really sore at a time in life where there's more stress, you're not sleeping as well, you're not eating as well. So it's really important to get back to those foundations and to work on those foundations to the point where you can overcome them, recover better and be in a better position. And the same comes with just familiarity. The more you actually do the routine, the more you get comfortable within it, the more you level up to that amount of volume, especially if you're challenging yourself doing something harder, it's gonna be hard on you, it's gonna beat you down, you gotta be patient, but the body is incredible at adapting to its situation. So that's a fantastic way to have some success and to get after it. And once again, if you wanna be the best version of yourself, if you wanna work one-on-one with a coach for the price of only one to two nights on the town, this is your chance. Go ahead and DM us on Instagram saying the keyword lean to learn how you can lose unwanted body fat, gain new muscle, gain new understanding, and work with me and Kyle one-on-one to have us lay out how to better do fitness, how to better train, how to better eat, how to have a better approach to this in your life. So this is your chance. Once again, keyword lean to us on Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. But thank you so much everyone for tuning in today. We will see you in the next episode. Peace out.